0: Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Monday, November the 7th, 2022. It is currently five p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas, where it appears that what was once old is now new. What was old is now new again. And not just here in the Theology Central studio, not just here in Abilene, Texas, not just here in the state of Texas, I guess in the United States of America and around the world, what was old is now new again again. And you may be asking, what am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about the word homosexual. You're like, wait, wait, it was old, but it's new. Well, no, not necessarily the word homosexual, but a controversy surrounding the word homosexual and its, well, place in scripture because it seems that an old idea is, well, in the news again. And that idea is this, the word homosexual was placed in the Bible by mistake. It was a mistake. They messed up. They And all the translators since then realized they messed up, but then they're like, you know what? Once we got it in there, we're going to leave it because the Bible doesn't actually condemn homosexuality. So we got the word in there, and because we got the word in there, now we can tell everyone that homosexuality is wrong, but the word really doesn't belong in there. Have you heard this discussion? Have you heard this argument? Well, if you listen to this podcast, you heard me talk about it, I believe, in 2020. You heard me talk about it again in 2021. And it appears we need to talk about it again in 2022. Because at 2.29 a.m., all right? At 2.29 a.m., I get a notification of a new news article. Now, I I, I use a kind of a news reader. It's an app where you can... You, you choose all of the sources and then it updates constantly with breaking news and new news articles. So I was sitting there just looking at it at 2.29 a.m. And I'm like, oh, wait, I got a notification for Yahoo News and they took it from the Daily Beast. And I'm like, OK, I, you know, I, I mean, I was getting all kinds of notifications because the thing is updating continuously because I follow pretty much every news organization on the planet Earth. And, if, and a couple probably not even located on Earth. Okay, that's a little bit of joking, but to get the idea. And I wouldn't have given it much thought. I mean, it's 2.29 a, 9 a.m. I'm trying to get a couple of hours sleep. So, but I'm like, okay, what is, what, wait, what? And I read this headline. The word homosexual is in the Bible by mistake. The explosive documentary that is under attack. And I'm like, wait, wait, the explosive documentary... I know I talked about this documentary way back in 2021. Now, if you have access to the Church One app or access to the Sermons 2.0 app, or if you're using a podcast app where you can search, you may want to search for this title. Are you ready? What if the word homosexual was never meant to be in the Bible? What if the word homosexual was never meant, meant to be in the bible and I did that broadcast on I believe March the 24th 2021. March the 24th 2021 is when I believe I did that you can you can verify the the dates but I believe that is correct and uh, and I'll give the title one more time I'll give the title one more time. Um, what if the word homosexual was never meant to be in the Bible? Now, what we may need to do is we may need to go back and review that. Um, and then, um, and I may, I may just do an episode where I play it again. I I don't necessarily like to do that, but I'm like, do I, do I, do I talk about this again? Well, I guess I have to, because it's right there. Explosive, explosive documentary. Well, the word homosexuality is in the Bible by mistake. Please note, it's not a question mark. The headline literally reads, the word homosexual is in the Bible by mistake, the explosive documentary that is under attack. It doesn't say, question, the word homosexual in the Bible by mistake, question mark, like there's some doubt. No, no, no. It's stated as a dogmatic fact. Now, of course, the headlines are written to get you to click on it. So, of course, I clicked on it, mainly because I've already dealt with this issue at least the last two years right here on this broadcast but i guess we're going to have to deal with it one more time and i just I, I i i so hope that we can think this through logically and biblically and 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 i want you to understand it is it listen it is a very serious accusation but it's a very serious issue let me explain can you imagine can you imagine that you've spent your whole life right not not as a homosexual, as a heterosexual. You spent your whole life trying to avoid porn, trying to avoid lust trying to avoid premarital sex, trying to avoid adultery, trying to avoid all sexual sins. And then you're, maybe you've been a Christian 20 years, 25 years, 30 years. You've had struggles. You've had failures, maybe porn, lust, fornication, whatever. There's been sexual sin in your life, maybe once, maybe twice, maybe five times, whatever the case may be. You've struggled with sin. You have struggled with it and you have felt the weight of that guilt. And then all of a sudden you find out, wait a minute, wait a minute. That, that was never in the Bible. That was put there by mistake. So it was never a sin. You would be really upset and you'd be really ticked off for all the guilt and shame that you felt. So I can imagine that if homosexuals are out there and find out, wait a minute, the word homosexual doesn't belong in the Bible. So I felt guilty this whole time. I could understand why it would be a big deal. I can also understand <laughs> that there would be a, a great motivation for some to take a sin that's in the Bible and get rid of it so you don't feel guilty. I I wish I could do that. You know, lust, no longer a sin, gone. Uh, Anger, no longer a sin, boom. Worry, anxiety, no longer. I would just go through the Bible and just say, get rid of that one, get rid of that one. So there's a desire for everyone to get rid of something. I can understand the desire to not make it a sin, but I can also understand the concern, wait a minute, if this isn't a sin, why am I feeling guilty about it? So I want you to understand this is a serious issue because we want truth. Look, I don't care which side. I, I'm, I'm not on, well, it's the pro-LGBTQ side. It's the anti-LGBTQ. I'm not on a side. I just want truth. What does the Bible say and what belongs in it and what doesn't belong in it? But I just want you to think about this for a second. This is what I, I, I never understand a lot of times with the LGBTQ crowd who, who makes this argument that, well, the Bible doesn't actually condemn homosexuality. I would like, okay, let me let's play your game. The Bible does not condemn homosexuality by name. Let's say you're right. Let's say the word homosexual does not belong in the Bible. Let's just say you're 1000% right. Okay. Would you you're still going to have a problem and here's the reason why. Number 1, the Bible would clearly condemn any sexuality outside of marriage. You would have to agree with that. So you cannot be committing homosexual sex, right, homosexual action outside of marriage because the Bible would condemn it. Now, please, I would love to see, do your best hermeneutical gymnastics and show me where the Bible would ever support marriage between two men or two women. You can't find that in the Bible. So even if you say homosexuality is not in the Bible, the action would still be condemned because you can't engage in the act until you're married, and the Bible speaks of marriage between a man and a woman. So even if homosexuality is not there, the act would be condemned just based off that. Okay, it's that simple, right? It's that simple. So I like so I don't even know why this is like why did they someone make a documentary? Even if you removed homosexuality from the Bible, I could still show you that it's that it's sinful because the Bible condemns all sex outside of marriage. So you would still be, look, it would be easier to make a documentary supporting polygamy than it would be trying to somehow make it sound like the Bible never condemned homosexuality. I, it just seems like a waste of time and energy. But let's go to the new article. Again, this was released on Monday, November the 7th at 2.29 a.m., all right. And you're, I know what you're thinking. It's 5 p.m. and you're just now getting to this. I know. I apologize. It's been 900 problems today. So um, I, I am sorry because I wanted to be up here by like, I, I literally thought about going upstairs at 229 a.m. in the morning and going live. I really did. I really did. But, but here I, I should have now that I think about it. But all right, here we go. Put your thinking caps on. Here's what's I don't know how much uh, attention this has gotten. I haven't looked around to see if it's gotten a lot of attention, but I, I'm obviously drawn to it because I've already covered this for the last two years. Here we go. The word homosexual is in the word Bible by mistake, the explosive documentary that is under attack. This comes from the Daily Beast and is also a part of Yahoo.com News. Here we go. The first time the word homosexual appeared in the Bible was in 1960 or 1946. Got to make sure I don't reverse the numbers there, swap the numbers around. So let's do this again. The first time the word homosexual appeared in the Bible was in 1946. Now let's stop right here. Let's say again that the word homosexual had never appeared in the Bible until 1946. No translation had ever used the word. Let's just say in theory that is right. Okay, well, a couple of things. First, the issue would be, does the Bible seem to condemn the idea, the concept of homosexual physical relations in the Bible, even if it doesn't mention the word homosexual? And obviously this, it's very important to know, the word homosexual would not be the issue. It would be what would be the Greek Or Hebrew word that would convey said idea, whether the word homosexuality was used. Like to me, it's just a ridiculous claim. Like the word homosexuality, uh, the word homosexual did not appear in the Bible until 1946, and 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 it's it's written like after that. I'm supposed to get the dramatic music. Dun 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 dun. That's irrelevant. Is the concept is the practice condemned without using the word homosexual? Can I show that it's condemned? And number two, what would be Hebrew or Greek words that even if they're not translated homosexual, they convey the idea that a man cannot sleep with a man and a woman cannot sleep with a woman sexually? What is that? Is that, in other words, is that concept still condemned in the Bible? And let me tell you, even if you don't see that uh, concept condemned, it still condemns all sexuality outside of the bonds of marriage. So you still would be, I don't know, even know what you're proving at this point, but okay, I'll play along, play along. Okay. So, all right, let's play along. Cause that's, and and when I say that, I don't mean that in a, a sarcastic way. I mean it seriously. I try to do this with everything. If I'm having a theological debate with someone, I try to agree with their theological position first and then take it to its logical conclusion. If I'm debating With someone about anything socially, I try to take their view, take it to a logical conclusion just to see if I can first determine any logical fallacies or inconsistencies and see if their view holds up when you get to the end. Because sometimes you don't even need to argue. You can just say, "Okay, even if you're right, look where you end up. (laughs) Your, Your argument went over the cliff. Crashed at the bottom of the cliff, burst into flames, burned up the mountain. Then fell on top of your argument. Then a nuclear weapon smashed into the rubble on top of your argument. It all blew up. Okay. The point is, sometimes I don't have to. I don't have to argue with someone. I just have to agree with them and let their uh, let that agreement help us get the argument to its logical conclusion. So, according to them, their argument is this: that word homosexual. Never, the first time it ever showed up in the Bible was 1946. That year, a committee gathered to translate an updated English version of the book from the Greek. Religious scholars, priests, the- theologists, linguists, anthropologists, and activists have done decades of research and investigation into the instances where the word appears in the book. Their conclusion is that it was a mistranslation. Dun, 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 dun. They mistranslated it. Now, what Greek word did they mistranslate? What does the Greek word actually mean? If it it shouldn't be translated homosexual, what should it be translated? They go on to say, in other words, the biblical assertion that homosexuality is a sin the catalyst for an entire shift in culture with political repercussions, religious implications, consequences for LGBT rights and acceptance, and frankly, deadly results, was, they allege, a mistake. Wow. It was a mistake. Now, again, here's the issue. What does the Greek word that was translated homosexual in 1946, what did it mean? And number two... Does the Bible condemn homosexual physical relations without using the word? In other words, is the word needed to condemn it? And number three, this is the big one. Even if the word homosexual never should be in the Bible, even if it's a mistranslation, even if we need to acknowledge it's a mistranslation, sex outside of marriage is condemned. There's nothing in the Bible that you can use to justify a man marrying a man or a woman marrying a woman that's outside of biblical norms. Now, personally, I don't, if lost people, if two men want to get married, two women want to get married, to me, it has no, it, it doesn't matter. It, it's just another, I mean, it's sin. It's one sin. Look, the, I committed a thousand sins. They commit a thousand sins. Why am I going to get so upset that two men want to get married? Who cares? It's a civil contract. It's a social construct, right? Right. The religious implications of it don't matter because they're not marrying in a religious way. They're, they're marrying for a civil contract. Great, wonderful. Let them have their civil contract. Has nothing to do with the church. As long as the church is not forced to perform said what marriages, if the church is not forced to mar- to, to uh, perform the weddings, and if the church is not forced to accept it as biblical and right, then what the culture does is they're wrong. The culture engages in sin all the time doesn't impact the church our job is to continue to preach the truth so I don't I don't get up when Christians get so upset about it I don't care but if you're gonna make the claim that the Bible can that, that the Bible got it wrong so therefore basically you're claiming it's not a sin it's just a foolish argument the Bible condemns all sexual activity outside of marriage look you're gonna tell me homosexuality is not a sin but if I, see a woman on television or walking down the street and I have lustful thoughts, I've committed a sin, but they can actually engage in sexual relation and not even be married and it's not a sin, give me a break. If even looking at someone in lust is a sin, then clearly that action would be sinful. It's like, at at that point, then you can't call anything a sin. But let's see where they go with this. A new film asserts it was the misuse of a single word that changed the course of history. Dun, 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 dun. So I would would just ask, 1946, (laughs) This, this is just funny. Are you telling me that you cannot find one sermon, one statement by any church body, any confession of faith, any doctrinal statement, any writing of a church father, you're telling me you can't find anything spoken against homosexuality before 1946. Are you telling me that Christianity was completely silent on the issue and did not condemn homosexuality until after 1940 because that's almost the assertion, right? Hey the word the word homosexual didn't appear into the Bible in the Bible until 1946 and then that changed history. Wait, are you telling me Christians weren't already condemning homosexuality prior to 1946? So you could do a Google search if you want. Sermons condemning homosexuality written before 1946 or preached before 1946. Church fathers on the sin of homosexuality. You could could look at a couple of things. I think you're probably going to come across going, wait, that's in the 1800s or that's the 1700s. That seems to be condemning two men engaging in physical relations or two women. How did they do that if the word homosexual didn't appear in the Bible till 1946? Hmm. You, 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 you can, if you find anything, I mean this, I want you to search, tell me what you find, make sure you've got good sources, make sure you've got good sources, right? Okay. If someone says a church father said something, try to get some kind of actual, make sure you've got good sources. That's all I'm saying, but send them to me, newsif at yahoo.com or discord channel. Boom. Come on right there. Just hop in the discord channel and share it because I, I want, I want to see what people can find All right. here we go. So, this new film is a new film that's supposedly making this assertion. 1946, The Mistranslation That Shifted Culture is a new documentary directed by Sharon Rocky Roggio, R-, R-, R O G G I O, Roggio, Roggio, I guess that's how you would say it. I don't know, I'm not, I'm not pre- for sure. Ahead of its premiere this week at the DOC NYC Festival, and it has, as one might expect, gone viral within the conservative and Christian communities. Right, now, oh, I, I look, either this is a new documentary making the same claims of a documentary that we talked about in 2021, or this is the 2021 documentary that is being, I guess, released at, or premiering at a film festival in 2022. Someone found it and now it's going viral within the Christian world. I don't know if it's going viral in the Christian world because if I saw it, I'd be like, I've already dealt with this a year ago. Okay. So over a year ago, right? Here we go. A grassroots campaign to promote the film on social media has gotten its official TikTok account more than 185,000 followers. That makes sense for most, for most people practicing Christians or otherwise, what the film is stating is shocking. is it really that shocking? I, I, like, I think they're overstating. Like, I'm just kind of like, okay. I literally, my response is, oh, whatever. Who cares? Okay, so the word, I, I mean, the only thing I would argue, if you can prove that the word is a mistranslation, then we should remove it from the English translations and put the accurate translation. But even if you remove the word, the sin is still condemned. How do I know? Because all sex is only in the bonds of marriage and homosexuality is not an acceptable form of marriage. There is no way to make the Bible say that. So even, I don't, it's such a, just a waste of time. It just makes no sense. Okay, let's see what there there are layers to it, right? So there, there's layers to this shocking relevant, uh, revelation. Number one, the realization that the Bible has been translated many times over the centuries and that human error may have been involved in the process. Oh, did you not know that the Bible has been translated many times? Did you not know that a mistake could happen in translation? I, I, I wasn't aware of this. I, I, I didn't know. Did you know this? This is shocking news. Shocking news. Shocking news. I I don't know. We've talked about textual variants and issues with translation. I feel like my entire life in preaching and teaching the Bible, I've heard about it. And I I mean, look what they're acting like that. This is like, shh, shh. Did you know that translations were made by fallible men? Shh, keep it on the down low. Like, this is just ridiculous to me. All right. But okay. 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 I'm trying to be patient. So, so that's the first realization, the first layer, um, that, that may be obvious, but it's eye opening. Okay. That may be obvious, but it's eye opening. If it's obvious, how is it eye opening? Okay. Moreover, there's, there, there's coming to terms with the notion that human error could be responsible for the stoking of homophobia, a mindset of hatred, oppression, and religious nationalism that has defined the last 75 years of our existence. Well, first of all, the religious nationalism has nothing... Okay, oh, okay, I'm getting really irritated with this article really, really fast. Okay, clearly, whoever wrote this doesn't seem to have a clue about anything. Religious nationalism has nothing to do with a a believer believing certain things is sinful. So are you going to say religious nationalism? What does religious nationalism have anything to do with me saying that a man can't look at a woman with lust or he commits adultery in his heart? Why can't? That has nothing to do with religious nationalism. Religious nationalism is a completely separate entity. It's a concept. It's an ideology that says, okay, I want Christianity. I want my religion to be the law of the land and it be forced on everyone else. I condemn religious nationalism. There's plenty of us who condemn religious nationalism but would still say the Bible condemns fornication, uh, adultery, lust, pornography, homosexuality, lying, stealing, gluttony, slothfulness. I can go on and 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 on. And on. How he draws that correlate and homophobia? So, okay, let's, every time someone condemns homosexuality, someone's labeled, they're homophobic. Okay, well then, what do you call when someone condemns premarital sex? Is that what, premarital phobia, phobic? I mean, like, saying something is sinful doesn't make you have a phobia against it. Lying is a sin. You lying phobic. Okay, uh, murder is a sin. You murder phobic. I mean, give me a break. It, It Man, it's just, it just like, it show at least three, just a little bit of intellectual integrity here. All right, but okay. They go on. Before anyone has even seen the film, there has been an organized effort to attack and debunk the film's claims. Raggio and others involved in the making of the documentary have received threats. Now, let's just stop right here. Anytime Christians or anyone in the name of Christ or anyone in the name of God makes a threat, It is wrong, it's sinful, it's ridiculous, and I've been on the side receiving phone calls with death threats. I have received death threats. I've received threats that someone was going to drive by my church and shoot it up. I have received lots of threats, and my life is sitting in front of a microphone, usually by people who claim the name of Christ. In fact, I've never received a threat from an atheist, a homosexual, a Satanist. It's always been professing Christians. I'll never, when your religion leads you to make threats, usually anonymous, usually like a coward, um, I'm sorry, your, your religion is broken or your understanding of your religion is broken, but something is broken, right? So... I'm sorry, the the director should not. I Look, I believe, and let me make it very clear, I want the director to make the film. I support the director's right to make the film. I want them to make films that mock Christianity, deny Christianity, call it into question, attack it, deny it. I want them to have all the rights, and I just want the right to turn on the microphone to say you have no clue what you're talking about. That's why I love freedom. I love freedom. All right, so no one should be making any threats or attacks. I support their right to put out the film. I welcome it. Make some more. Give me, make as many as you want. Making absolutely ridiculous claims that seems to help to show that you don't understand even how the Bible even works. You're like, the the Bible only condemns homosexuality. It condemns a million sins. And even if it never condemned homosexuality, the act would still be condemned because all sex is restricted to marriage. Okay. All right. Here we go. Campaigns have been waged to get even innocuous social media posts taken down. Oh man. An entire book was published to refute the evidence, even though the film has not yet been screened. Okay. Well, probably an entire book has already been uh, published to refute that. See, is this a different documentary? Or maybe well, I was just a year ahead of the release of the documentary. I look, I know I'm ahead of the news sometimes, but that would be ridiculous if I was that far ahead. Well, I'm going to go back and listen to that, that program from 2021. It's got to be a different documentary. It has to be. All right. So, but here's the thing. You know why a book was so easily produced so quickly? <laughs> because the claims are ridiculous. And just, again, and I wouldn't even go to refute the evidence. I would just say, you're right. Uh, we'll remove the word homosexual from all Bibles. I can still condemn the act because look at this passage and this passage, and it may not use the word homosexual, but the act is obviously being referred to. Oh, by the way, all sex outside of marriage is condemned. All right. That would include homosexuality because the Bible would not recognize two men or two women getting married. So it would still be condemned. And when you say that, it's like sometimes the LGBT community saying, "You're attacking me and you hate me." No, I I'm I go to the same Bible that would condemn your sin and say, "Guess what? I condemn in this way, in this way, in this way." I, I forever for, if you're worried about the one sin that condemns you, then you need to feel bad for me that has a million sins that condemn me. Because it's it's just so crazy and 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 just over the top it's just it's just so crazy i i don't understand how why we're having this problem but they go on to say the opposition is quite vocal about our film trying to debunk it because they're afraid i'm not afraid of your claims rajio tells the daily beast in an exclusive interview ahead of the 1946 uh new year new york premiere We're literally unmooring them and pulling the anchors out from underneath. You're not doing anything. (laughs) Those attacks are coming from all sides. We've been hit by the conservative audience. We've been hit by the atheist audience. We've been hit by the LGBT people who have been hurt by the church and who have now left the church because they feel we are subscribing to religious supremacy by even playing along in this dialogue. All right. So I feel bad that they're getting hit from every side. Look, I, I... I don't even, I I think it's, I, the only reason I'm talking about it is because I don't know why we're talking about it in 2022, because I thought this thing was just, I thought it was, I thought this thing was over in 2021. I mean, who's going to even be bothered by this? It's just so ridiculous. 1946 takes a journalistic academic approach to substance, if I can read the word right, uh, by demonstrating or proving these claims right that's what, instead of trying to utterly destroy that word pouring uh pouring over thousands of historical documents centuries of ancient text and biblical translations in many lang- languages the experts in the film conclude that two greek words were mistranslated to mean homosexual one more accurately means effeminate the other con- con- uh, basically demonstrates uh, a person who, who was a sexual abuser who had harmed someone. All right. So th- this is, this is, see, even before this documentary, these things have been talked about. What they claim is, okay, when the Bible seems to be speaking about homosexuality, it's talking about a sexual abuser and it talks about someone who's effeminate. Now, okay. Let, again, I, I, I don't even care about all of that. I don't even care a- about all of that. So let me, let me do this. Let me try to state it again. I'm going to repeat myself multiple times because this whole issue, everybody's running around, they have these debates and everyone misses the point. Here's the point. It's simple and it's straightforward. Even if the Bible doesn't have any word that condemns homosexual act, the act would be condemned because it's a sexual act and the sexual act can only be occur within the bonds of marriage therefore by default it would be sinful because the Bible would never in any way shape or form even give you a hint that they would it would understand by a uh, marriage in any other way than a man and a woman again you would have a better way argument making a, a documentary about polygamy all right so they go on to say As the film outlines, years after the translation, when the mistake was pointed out, the committee recognized and attempted to correct it. But by the 70s, the implication of those verses had become widespread. By the time of the AIDS crisis arrived in the 80s, that mindset was weaponized by the moral majority, particularly in the merging of politics and religion in the United States. And guess what? I would 175,000% condemn the, the merging of politics and religion. So I would be in agreement with that. Has nothing to do. Has literally nothing to do with believing the Bible would still condemn the act. A big point of our film has been biblically biblical literalism. Raggio says we do just think uh, we do just think that it was a magical book that was just dropped down to us. But these are real people who have made these decisions that impact our real reality. People are going to feel unmoored by this idea that it, that it's the man that has messed up, not God. As much as we are combating biblical liberalism, uh, we want our conservative audience to journey with us in the sense that it's not an attack on God. It's not an attack on the Bible. It's The real issue is of, of a mistranslation. <sighs> okay, no, the real issue is you don't seem to understand that the act would still be condemned, but okay. Before 1946 premieres, at the DOC NYC on November the 12th, we spoke with Raggio about the work she did, along with scholars and activists, Kathy, Kathy Bullock, Ed Oxford, uh, to meticulously substantiate, that's the word I was trying to say earlier, substantiating, yeah, that's the word, where's the Where's the sentence? I don't know why I can read the word all of a sudden, uh, substanti- 1946 takes a journalistic act- academic approach to substantiate, or to well, they say substantiating to substantiating these claims. I, I thought it would read to substantiate these claims, but it says to substantiating these claims is the way it's written, and I guess that threw me way off. I don't know why I had so many problems. All right, but so uh, they they talk to these people. To substantiate the film's claims, the challenge of getting through to a Christian community that refuses even to hear the evidence, and how a documentary like this could change the world. I don't know if it could change the world, but okay. Then they go through the interview. They go through the interview. Um, it's a long, it's, well, oh, it's, do we have time to go through the interview? Yeah, we got time. We got time. Here we go. Here's the question. Or no, here's the, uh, or, okay, I, this is the interviewer. I grew up in the church, but I'm still someone who found the idea of homosexual being a mistranslation in the Bible shocking. What has, people's, what has been people's response to this? We're talking about the biggest book in the world that impacts the three largest religions in the world. This impacts everyone. And we don't discuss these things. That was what intrigued me uh, as someone who grew up in the church. Was a victim of bad theology and was discriminated against because I'm a member of the LGBTQ community. Realizing that the word homosexuality wasn't in the Bible until 1946, that was a click for me. I think that it's going to be a click for a lot of people. Okay, let me just I gotta I gotta now turn my attention away from these people who seem clueless in how this all works. But okay, I'm gonna turn my attention to the church. I get sick and tired. And I mean this like, okay, I'm not even going to be nice here. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to pull any punches. I am sick and tired of the church. I'm sick and tired of it. I'm fed up with it. I'm disgusted by it. I'm so tired of people who grew up in the church saying, I never heard anything like this. I never heard anything about this. You know why? Because you were offered doing pizza parties, doing lock-ins, playing capture the flag, running off to some church camp that manipulated you, indoctrinated you, and you got three you got three little points in every sermon, and you made your, sure you got out on time so you could get to the buffet, and you had your fellowships and your potlucks, and nobody in your church cared about the actual text text because if, if your church cares about the text in any meaningful way it struggles with these issues look at that series we did on what mark 226 we covered wait a minute why is it using this name that name is not mentioned in the wait wait what's going on here today's focus look at what we were we're dealing with a, a weird contradiction and promises and one verse in luke i think chapter 18 that's the way the way the church should work is that you struggle. Forget the sermon. Deal with the text. And guess what you should deal with in preaching? Oh, wait a minute. Okay, I think there's a textual variant here. Okay, this is not in some manuscripts. We got a problem here. It could mean this. It could mean this. There's like a hundred interpreted You struggle with the text. A lot of people hate the way I teach because they just want three points in a sermon. But every time, I'm so sick of people telling me, Basically, they want three points in a sermon when all we have is thousands and thousands of examples like this, where when something shows up, everyone who was in the church, like, I never heard anything about it. You never heard anything about textual variance. You never heard anything about problems in translation. Now, I do realize some of these people who say this, were not paying attention in church. But the reality is Christians never want to deal with the real problems. They read a text and they're just like, Ah, it makes sense. Well, wait a minute. No, that doesn't make any sense. We, 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 no, 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 no. That text, that text raises 900 philosophical problems. We, we've got issues, but nobody wants to talk about the difficulties, the struggles, the problems. We just want a nice, well-packaged Christianity that makes us feel good. And the result is it's the world who raises the questions. And then the church is like, we don't know what to do don't know what to do. Someone asked us a hard question because your sermons are a joke. I talked about this on Sunday. I've been talking about it all throughout 2022. The sermon constantly gets in way of the text. We got to deal with the reality in the text. And so guess what? The people in the church, they should already be aware of all the problems. And then when the world says, Oh, did you know this? You can be like, Oh yeah, I did. I learned about it in church 15 times but the church doesn't equip the people. And what's the pr- purpose of the church? To equip people so they're not tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. You don't equip people by nice little pa- well-packaged sermons where nobody sp- where you're not actually working through the text with the people. So when I teach the way I teach, I always hear, it. it feels like you're in a seminary. It feels like you're in a classroom. I want it to feel like church. Well, church is supposed to be equipping you so that you won't be tossed to and fro with the wind of doctrine. So go find your little church and play church. I'm gonna, I'm gonna equip people. Yeah, I get, I get really tired about that. So I'm tired of hearing that. I didn't hear, I didn't know anything about this. Oh my goodness. Yeah. All right. They said even the basic principle that the Bible we read was trans, was were translated by a human, there may have been a mistake uh, in that translation. That's mind blowing realization for people. How is that a mind-blowing realization for anyone? We all know the translations are done by committees. Based off whatever group of manuscripts they're utilizing, they have to deal with textual variants that are there. Where you have things that are missing, they got to go with what they think is the best reading or the majority reading. All the different things that show up in, in translation, and then they got to try to translate it into the language they're trans- from from the language that the manuscripts are in to the language they're translating it to. And there's always problems in translation. There's always difficulty. There's always challenges. I mean, what what good church doesn't say? Well, some translate it this way, some translate it this way, some translate it this way. The problem is it's only w- used once in the entire Bible, so this is the best we can come up with. However, th- this lexicon or this says it's used in secular sources to mean this. Well, it could mean, we could go with three possible, any good church, you're talking about those issues all the time. Oh, man. Like, what kind of church do these people even go to? If they, if they uh, this, this blew my mind. I didn't even realize this. Says one of the biggest concerns that we see in America today is Christian nationalism and people using the Bible who are saying that it's inerrant. They're a biblical literalist. It, it has a sovereignty over us. Now, listen, no, I believe in inerrancy. I believe in taking it literal. I reject Christian nationalism. <laughs> There's nothing to do. Christian nationalism is a separate issue. And I believe Christian nationalism is dangerous. I believe Christian nationalism must be condemned, All right? And then it says, what is the, uh, so I, they go on more about talking about Christian nationalism. The next question, what is the goal of contextualization? Our movie is more than ju- more than just theology. It's history, it's society, it's politics, it's law, it's oppression. It's how, again, these words have meaning. We, ha- we as a group of people have had to negotiate the text, or yeah, negotiate the text, a group of people over time have had to pick and choose which verses stand out, which verses we follow, which verses play out in our land and our law. To really be an honest reader of Christian scripture, we have to find a way where we're not oppressing people, where, we're contextual, where, where we've contextualized the text. We understand where it comes from and how it impacted a, a group of people. Now, I agree. I don't, I don't like trying to pass Christian laws to, to make people try to be a Christian. It, it didn't work in Israel. They had great law. They kept sinning. Law does not do anything. I believe Christianity's job is to preach the law so that people see their sin, point them to Christ, and then preach the gospel. I'm not trying to force Christianity upon America. And anybody who is, sorry, I, I, I'm not. I'm not part of your group, your tribe, or whatever you want to call it. You can call me an outsider. You can call me a liberal. I'm going to stick with the Bible and preaching the Great Commission. That's that's what we're called to do. Um, they says we're we're. When you're introducing this idea, which is, uh, you know, a massive shift, right? It's a seismic shift, and it's likely upsetting a lot of people. How do you explain to them the mo- uh, to the most basic level? Here it is: 1946, the mistranslation that shifted culture is about the first time the word homosexual appeared in the Bible. We had a team of researchers who wanted to ask questions, who made the decision, and why. What was discovered through a series of letters written by the translation committee that the, that put the word homosexual in there, is that uh, uh, is that okay? Let me read this again. Um, we what what was discovered through a series of letters written by the translation committee that put the word homosexual in there is that it was a mistake. Then it was discovered how the word homosexual sexual homo the word homosexual went viral in print in the seventies. That impacted the 80s and the moral majority and how we see the merger of politics and religion, specifically in America. What we see now today is the dangers of Christian nationalism and it's only grown. We'll make a a documentary about Christian nationalism and I will support you. What you're not realizing is that even if the word is not there, does the Greek word, the two Greek words, would it condemn the action? And even if those two Greek words aren't used, would the action still be condemned? And not only that, The action is condemned because sexuality is only for the bonds of marriage. All right, here we go. Can you talk uh, more specifically about the mistranslation of the word homosexual and what happened there? We're talking about a word, a medical term that has a connotation of a group of people that have an orientation as opposed to what, what the original Greek, Hebrew, and Aramaic text are referring to, which is an aggressor, someone who is an abuser someone who has abused someone else, and there is a victim on the other side. It's very different connotation. So that was my drive for making the movie, because now I have tangible evidence, letters, written from the committee acknowledging this. The translation committee also has not only recognized the error, but continues to rectify it and make their translations reflect the connotation of abusive behavior. Whereas now we see malice in the conservative committees, who since the 80s have done the opposite, they say it refers to consensual act. So it's been amplified as homophobia because of this mistranslation. Again, you would have to show me exactly where the... I need the verses where the mistranslation occurred. Then what I do is set those verses aside and say, I agree with you. That's referring to a sexual abuser. Boom. Now, let's go through the rest of the Bible and see if we have other verses that may not use that Greek word, and let's see if we can conclude that homosexuality would still be condemned. And I will just start with, does the Bible condemn sex outside of marriage? Yes, homosexuality would be outside of marriage because the Bible would never support same-sex marriage. Therefore, homosexuality is condemned just by default. It's, a, such, a, it's such a simple argument. I, I think there's something just, it's it's perfect. It, it, I don't understand why there's even a problem here. Um, they go on, from my experience, okay, we're almost done. Uh, from, uh, says, uh, from my experience, I know there are many Christians who are unmoving in their beliefs, who operate from a point of blind faith. What What is it like to arrive with all this evidence, research and proof, even just to ask, and even just an ask to listen to what the movie is alleging, will be met with stubborn certitude. Well, I look, I'm willing to listen to your so-called evidence, but I've already given you the counter argument that doesn't even require your evidence to be remove the word. Homosexuality would still be a sin, okay? Right? It's like hitting a wall. You get two kinds of Christians. You get people like my dad, Raggio's father is a pastor who appears in the film and repeatedly challenges its claims. They want us to think that they love us so much that they're trying to trying to give us the truth. And my dad is very kind and he never is hurtful. But there are other people that I'll see, especially on social media, who turn their fear into anger and then hatred. They're vicious. A lot of what I see on social media and TikTok is the epitome of the phrase, there is no love like Christian hate. They're so just so disgusting. Well, I believe that that's probably true. Uh, they said, "It is ever is it ever productive? Uh, is it ever productive? What is it like to encounter that on a human level? We have reached a couple of people who actually will listen and watch the movie, but there are so many people who are so close-minded; it's heartbreaking. These people are aren't even open to recognizing us as human. It's just dehumanizing. While, uh, while with the church being comfortable, uh, comfortably uh, othering people, it's not us; it's you." It's easy for them to dehumanize LGBTQ person. A key barrier is that even some of these theologians that will put out this harmful rhetoric, they don't have relationships with LGBTQ people. Let me just state this again. This is such a a mischaracterization and misrepresentation. Okay, let let me try to help you, all right? It's really not that complicated. As a Christian, I believe fornication is a sin. I believe a man who looks at a woman with lust is an adulterer according to scripture. That would make all men, maybe there's one or two, adulterers to some level. I believe lying is a sin. I believe gossip is a sin. I believe slander is a sin. I believe anger is a sin. I believe not loving your neighbor as yourself is a sin. So that means every person I know is a sinner. Guess what? I can believe they are a sinner. I can believe that they have sinned and still have a relationship with them. So I get so tired of hearing that if you believe LGBT, the LGBTQ movement is sinful, that you hate the people, or you don't know any of them, or you can't have a relationship with them. That is the most utterly absurd thing I've ever heard. Now, there are some Christians who act the fool. I understand that. And they put homosexuality in some weird category, and they take their sins and lessen the impact of it. no. But it doesn't have any impact on your relationship. This is how it works. I I, I think sometimes the people who make this film don't understand. Okay, let let me make it very clear. As a Christian, every human being who has lived, who is living or will live other than Jesus Christ, is, has, and will be a sinner. So that means any person I come in contact with is a sinner, including myself. So that doesn't impact a relationship because every person I have a relationship with is a sinner. So why would it impact a relationship with someone who's LGBTQ? They're a sinner just like all the people I go to church with are sinners. It's just a different sin. Man, doesn't have... But I know, I know, look, I know there's some Christians who act crazy, but please blame the person. Don't blame their, the idea that, oh, see, if you believe homosexuality is a sin, it leads to these problems. No, that's people not handling that particular sin in a biblical way. And, 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 and who, who do you know they don't have relationships with LGBTQ people? You don't know that unless you're speaking about specific people. Do you think that makes a difference? Well, one reason I wanted to put my dad in the movie and my story in the movie is because we are a prime example of of that hitting the wall. Here's an example of someone who I love very much, who's my biggest oppressor. They're not getting through that. There's no getting through to him at all. Now, I, what I think, what I think is so funny is this: there's no getting through to him, but there's no getting through to you. <laughs> And how is he oppressing you? What is, I want to know, what did he do? Now, if he tried to oppress you, then okay. But if, if oppression is simply saying, Hey, I think what you're doing is sinful, but I want you to know that all the things I do are sinful. Like, if, if her father can't see that he's a sinner just like she's a sinner, then there's a massive problem with your father's theology, that it's not biblical. So, forget, you may want to correct his theology and stop worrying about two Greek words that you think is the a seismic change in the history of humankind. All right? Let's continue here. Um It says there's no getting through to him at all. And so the other thing is, you know, we're not going to change everybody's mind and that's okay. But at the end of the day, my dad needs to keep his beliefs where they belong and stay out where my beliefs are. Well, then let's keep your beliefs where they are. Let's keep his beliefs where they are. Is that fair? But you're making a documentary trying to get your beliefs out there. And guess what he's trying to do? He's trying to get his beliefs out there because everybody wants their beliefs out there and everybody wants their beliefs to be the beliefs of everyone else. That's the way it works. I don't impede his equal rights, and doesn't need to, and he doesn't need to impede mine. Well, I look, I have no desire to impede on anyone's rights. I don't. That's why I, I don't care about. I, I don't. I don't worry about homosexuality. I don't. You're a homosexual, big dear, big deal. I don't care. You don't even tell me you're a homosexual. You know what you are? You're a sinner. I don't care if you're a homosexual because you're a sinner, and you know why? Because I'm a sinner. So you're a sinner, and I'm a sinner. Nice to meet you. We're two sinners now. Here's the thing, either I'm going to die with my sins taken care of by Jesus Christ, or I'm going to die in my sin, and then there's judgment. I don't, if you want to, if you don't care about Christ, you don't care about God, and you want to live in your sin and celebrate it and enjoy it, by all means, go do it. I'm not here to impede. I'm not here to force anything on you, other than if obviously your actions like hurt someone else, right? Like, you know, you're rape, murder, stealing. Obviously, we have to have rules about that. But for the most part, I want people to be able to live their life according to their beliefs and their ideas. And I want the freedom to condemn and say that those ideas and beliefs are not biblical and that they're sinful. It's 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 not complicated. It's not complicated. But some Christians do want to take away people's rights, and that just makes me very upset. Um, it says, "I'm doing this to provide equal protection for everyone under the law." Because if we don't get a handle on this now with the Bible in this country, we're in, we're in trouble. No matter what you believe, well, I, I'm just perplexed at the entire thing. Now there are there's four thousand. Three hundred and four comments underneath it. Four thousand three hundred and four comments. <laughs> I'm telling you, those the comments are, some of them are insane. Some of them are insane. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to go, um, Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. 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 I, I want to start reading some of the article, the uh, uh, comments, but we're 54 minutes. So I can't, I wasn't even intended to go this far. Um, and I do apologize for messing up the word substantiating, but it was just the the, the tense of it. it. It looked like the way it was written. It would be just that these people are working to substantiate, but it, the way it was, it just threw me off. Once I got down and read, oh, there's the words. That's the word. It, it just threw me off. I don't know why. No, I apologize. So I know I typically make a bigger deal of my mistakes than I should. I will get emails. If you just will just correct the mistake and move on, it's okay. But it always bothers me. But all right. That's what happens in a live broadcast. Um, I I don't really know what to say about this. I, I really don't know what to say about this. Again, I would challenge you. You can go and you can see if if I'm if. What I talked about in 2021 was the same documentary. It's called, What If the Word Homosexual Was Never Meant to Be in the Bible? You can find it on the Church One app. You can find it on the Sermons 2.0 app. If you listen to it just long enough to see, oh yeah, it's the same documentary. Why is the documentary now the big controversy in 2022? If it is... And I am going to be somewhat, uh, I'm going to be maybe over the top hyping myself. If I was that far ahead of this story, I want you to know that's why you listen to the Theology Central podcast, because we are a year, almost, uh, yeah, I mean, that was 2021. I mean, we're about a year, um, over a year, I guess fast approaching two years, uh, because March 2023 would be two years, um, that we are that far in front of stories that go viral. If you want to know what's going to go viral in a year, you listen to me today. Okay, maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but I just think it's funny. If it's the same documentary. Now, I'm just kidding. There's no way it can be the same documentary. Was was I that far ahead of it? I just, I'm having, there's just no way. I mean, I know I, when I really want to cover the news, I, I think I did really, really, when I used to do a news podcast focus, um, I think I did really good. I mean, there was a lot of instances I was way, way ahead of stuff. So I think I can do that relatively well. But the, that's not the goal anymore. The goal is to just keep us focused on scripture because, uh, yeah, that all had negative consequences on my life from my own stupidity and my own fault. I don't blame anyone else, but yeah. All right, so let me just try this again. All right, I think I think my solution. I, I think I think it makes sense. So let me help you. All right. So let's go through this again. This this is if you hear people talking about this, this is how you just need to f- approach it. All right. So just say okay. First, where are the verses that take these two Greek words and translate it homosexual? Where are the verses, okay? Now, once they give you the verses, then here's what you do. All right. We will eliminate these verses and say that these verses do not condemn homosexuality, but they condemn a sexual abuser. All right, we will agree with you. Now, let's look at to the rest of the Bible. Using the rest of the Bible, not using those verses, can we still condemn homosexuality? If the answer is yes, then their entire argument falls apart. All right, Th- that's the first thing. Next, this is important. Does the Bible restrict sexual relations to marriage? If the answer is yes, then you would have to admit that all homosexuality that takes place outside the bonds of marriage would be sinful. So you have to at least start there. So there would be a sense that homosexuality would be condemned uh, just in the basis that it happens outside of marriage. It would be condemned as fornication, right? Next, does the Bible in any way, shape, or form allow Hint, or we didn't even indicate that a man can marry a man or a woman can marry a woman. You would have to be honest that it doesn't. That means homosexuality would always be condemned as sexual immorality, as fornication, because they could never get married. So what could a homosexual do? They would have to abstain from sexual activity. The end. And we don't even have to worry about and argue about Greek words. We don't have to worry and argue about... Hebrew words, and if you notice, they kept talking about, I think they kept talking about Greek words, two Greek words, well, what is, what is the Bible condemning, Uh, like in Leviticus, uh, what is it, is it Leviticus 20, I'm not saying you should, you should go there, because I know it runs into other problems, because the other thing's condemned here, but is it, is it Leviticus, what is it, it's 2013, if a man also lie with a man, if a man also lie with mankind, as he lieth with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination, they should surely be put to death. Now, that's the law specifically for Israel, that Israel. That you could say there, there's a moral aspect to it. Also, there's a civil aspect to it. I don't believe that civil aspect has any bearing on us. But is that not condemning homosexuality? It's not, see, it doesn't have to be translated homosexuality. It doesn't have to be translated homosexual to condemn the act. That's the point. All right, we've taken an hour on this. This is not what I wanted to do on a Monday evening. It's not. um, I feel like this puts me way behind all the other things we need to do today. We got a sermon review we need to do, or finish. We got a sermon review we need to do on Law and Gospel, Um, Man, I was so excited today. I had all these ideas and plans and everything blew up, but we had to address this. So so let me do a couple of things. The article is, this is the headline for the article if you look for it online. The word homosexual is in the Bible by mistake. The explosive documentary that is under attack. Look for it, find it. Then go to the Church One app or Sermons 2.0. And do a search for, what if the word homosexual was never meant to be in the Bible? And tell me if I'm talking about the same documentary. All right? Tell me. Uh, I did, I also did a uh, a podcast basically on the same subject in 2020 as well. Um, I don't have that one pulled up, but they're both there. I have no clue what's going on. I don't know why. What I, what I'm, I'm, I, I, I I guess if the documentary comes out I will watch it but I'm probably just going to have a nervous breakdown just probably because of the Christians they they interview in the film trying to make their argument and and I, if I if I if I was like interviewed for the film I'd be like wait what you're making a documentary on what do you realize how ridiculous this is well then they'd be like why because. Who cares if if you, if, like if the Greek word is mistranslated, okay, we'll, re, we'll just, we'll, we'll change the translation to whatever you want it to be. The homosexuality would still be condemned and they'd be like, oh, why? <laughs> okay, because the Bible condemns premarital sex. So the act would be condemned as premarital sex or fornication. And there's no way you can sit here and tell me the Bible would support gay marriage because there's no way you can conclude that. So you know what would be better? Instead of making a documentary trying to fight over two Greek words, just make a documentary saying Christianity is false, throw out the entire Bible and just live the life the way you want. Because you're trying to make the Bible is still good, just these two Greek words are wrong. You've got all of the other arguments in the Bible that would still condemn your action. And again, even if the word homosexual is not there, you're telling me the Bible doesn't condemn the act. Yeah. Okay. There you have it. You can email me newsif at yahoo.com. Ah, oh, so frustrating. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. We did have one small glitch on S- Sermon Audio uh, Church One. I still don't understand why those glitches are happening, but it was only one in an hour and two minutes. So that's a positive sign. We'll continue to try to figure out exactly what's going on. All right. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful evening. Um, We will be back on the air and I will be doing some more live broadcasts. I've got to try to make, uh, I've got to try to make up for all the lost time uh, from today, but thank you for listening. Everyone have a great evening. God bless.